today I want to share the truth about my recovery. A lot of people when they see what I've been through, they see the journey, they see where I am right now, they they look at where I was three and a half, four years ago and they look at where I am now and they're like, okay, how did you get there? How did you do it so quickly? How did you do it seemingly so easily? What were the tricks? What were the one, two or three things that you did? And how did you go from literally this, literally look like you're on your deathbed to this? Because they want to figure it out for themselves. And a lot of people don't realize that my progress was never a straight line up. Let me give you an idea here. I got out of the hospital one day after my 23rd birthday. And when I got out of the hospital, I still didn't think I was ready to go out into the world. It's not all of a sudden a flip switch and I was all, I was fine. No, it took a lot of adjusting. Fast forward even two years after I got out of the hospital, even up to last year, I was still feeling some symptoms. Even up to actually this year, beginning of the year, I was still feeling some symptoms. I was never 100% ready for that next stage of recovery. I was never 100% ready to go out and you know try going for a run or try going traveling. All of these new things, these new activities scared me. Up until this summer when I really pushed myself, I worked out almost every day, then I realized I'm like, holy cow, I'm, I'm actually not broken anymore. I'm, I'm actually okay. And people don't see that slow progression that I had. Yeah, three and a half years seems like a very short amount of time to recover, but keep in mind, I was probably worse than you are right now three and a half years ago, like literally could not walk, couldn't get into a wheelchair, barely got into a wheelchair. It wasn't too long ago that I was in your position. Like you see me making YouTube videos, the Instagram posts, you see me creating this recovery jumpstart program. That's because I've documented everything that I've done in the past three and a half years, what worked, what didn't, what worked really well, the things I did in the different stages of recovery, but it didn't happen overnight. And although it seems like an overnight success because I, I, it seems like I've done very well for myself and I'm able to go out into the world and enjoy things and really live without limits, even me, I find it hard to believe that like three and a half years ago, I was just getting out of the hospital, like probably worse in a worse situation than you were in. So going back to when I got out of the hospital, I got discharged on March 29th, a day after my 23rd birthday. And... I was nervous. I remember the first day I went home, we packed all my stuff because I had been in the hospital for two months. So we packed all my stuff, got a ride from my dad. And I think I went back to my grandma's place and slept there. And those first few nights, my head was burning so bad. My eyes were burning and my body was aching like a lot. But it was different from before because although the physical symptoms seemed very similar, mentally, I was in a completely different place. Like I knew I was on the path to recovery because I was actually improving for the last few weeks in the hospital. That's why they discharged me. But physically, it was very similar. The burning actually was probably worse in my head just because I was looking at my phone a lot more. I had a lot more stimulus. I was riding in cars, visiting family that I haven't seen in months, seeing friends that I hadn't seen in months. And so... I bounced around from place to place. I actually stayed with my grandma quite a bit, but within a few days, I went to my mom's place in downtown Vancouver just to really enjoy the, the nice views because she had a really nice view at her place. And my dog was there, he kept me busy. So that was great to just have some company while she was working. And in Vancouver, we have a seawall 
where it's essentially a place where people go on runs or bike rides or scooter rides or whatever. And it's a beautiful spot surrounding downtown Vancouver. And I would walk from the apartment to the seawall. And I remember it was just such a liberating feeling because this is something I had dreamt about for so long. I took my dog there and you know, I was watching my steps. So that's another thing I had to track my steps for the first probably two months after I got out of the hospital, just to be very careful. I didn't want to overdo it. And the first two, three weeks, like I said, I was bouncing around between my grandma's house, my mom's place in downtown Vancouver and my dad's place, which is close to my grandma's house. So I was actually rotating in these three areas and I would forget my stuff everywhere because I'm still having some brain fog, but if my mood completely shifted, although I was feeling very similar symptoms physically, I was experiencing some brain fog as well. My mood was just so much better because I was just so happy to actually be on the right track, be moving in the right direction. So I would forget my charger one place for my phone, my laptop charger at another place. I would forget my toothbrush here, you know, forget my shirt there. So it was a complete mess and, and my life was so disorganized because I just couldn't I couldn't function properly 100%. But to go from not being able to, to walk at all, like period, to forgetting your stuff here and there, it's a pretty good problem to have. You'll find that even once you start making progress and recovering, problems never really go away. Like even me today, I still have so many things on my to-do list and so many issues that I face. But what I realize is it's really how you perceive them. You have to perceive the problems as on the way to your goals versus in the way. So before it was like, I can't get out of bed. I can't see my friends. I can't go out into the normal world. I can't eat the food I want to eat. I can't watch as much TV as I want. Those are problems then. But as I got out of the hospital, I had to adjust to these things like, okay, I don't have a job. I can't work anywhere because I'm in that gray area where I'm not completely bedridden, but I'm still not normal. So that gray area, it's a strange place because you have to have this balancing act of how much can you do and how much can you not do. So you're constantly balancing that. And I, I'm typically I was going over my threshold and I would have these adjustment periods for where for five to seven days, I would have to pull back and I'd be at home in bed, just on my phone, hanging out. But it, for me, it wasn't a negative thing because I saw that adjustment period as an opportunity to grow. And so I was still feeling a lot of symptoms. I was forgetting a lot of things, but for me, I was just so happy to be able to have a different stimulus rather than staring at the same ceiling, the same wall for so long. And I no longer felt trapped in my body. I felt my world expanding versus staying stuck in this, you know, this somewhat like a small room, the small world. So my world had to expand little by little, but back to the problems, I was no longer facing the same problems I faced before, but now it's like I said, I couldn't work. I was running out of money. In fact, I was so deep in debt, credit cards maxed out. I was getting stressed out. I haven't told a lot of people this, but my girlfriend would actually lend me money so I could put gas on the car to go hang out with her. And so it wasn't all sunshine and rainbow. I was trying to start my video company and that was very stressful because you say yes to a lot of these new opportunities and there was a lot of free work, a lot of a lot of expectations people had of me where I wasn't even getting paid and then I would get in trouble because I couldn't deliver because I was still learning how to do this thing. So it was trying to start that business and adjusting to everything, the financial stress, even though I was in lots of debt, I knew I had family that would support me and I knew I wouldn't starve or anything. I knew I wouldn't 
become homeless. So that was a, a good thing to have. It, it was a struggle. Like I was stressing every day, checking my bank accounts, um, just looking at these big numbers on my credit cards. I'm like, how the heck am I gonna get out of this? But compared to the problems that I was facing when I was sick, when I was bedridden, I could not move. This was like, it was an okay problem. So the one thing about this illness is when you get sick, that's probably the worst things will ever be. And all the problems afterwards, things that would normally really stress us out, they're, they're not as big anymore compared to what you're going through or what you went through once you get better. Like right now is the hardest it will be. I just want you to know that. And as things start to get better, you'll realize, okay, I got a flat tire. Oh, this happened. Yeah, seems like a bad thing, but nothing can be as bad as what I went through. And really it's how you perceive it. If you look at it as roadblocks that, okay, I can't continue going in that direction. I have to turn around and retreat then that's not the mindset you want to have. You want to continue expanding your world and never go to that, that place where you're just stuck in that negative attitude, that negative mindset, that fear-based mentality. And that's a place you slowly got to crawl out of. And eventually one day, once you understand what's going on, then everything clicks. For me, that was in the hospital. But even though I knew everything that was going on, I still had so many doubts about my recovery even six months into it, even 12 months into it. So I was in Hawaii. I didn't think I could do any of that stuff there, all that hiking. And here's something that I don't think I ever shared in these videos, but my mom asked my brother and I, hey, you want to go to Hawaii? Let's go have a fun time. I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to go to Hawaii. In my mind, I'm thinking I'm just going to relax on the beaches. I won't do much activity because I don't want to push myself and burn out. So we get there and my mom's saying, let's do this hike, this hike, this hike. And I'm saying, no, I don't want to do this. I literally can't. And I remember I would be getting mad at her for trying to force me to go on these hikes. I was like, you have no idea what I'm going through. You have no idea what's going to happen to me if I go on this hike. And she'd be like, okay. So the day finally comes when we're supposed to go on the hike. I think it was like day two or three. And keep in mind, going into this Hawaii trip, I specifically remember I had a headache going to the airport. Um, not a horrible headache, but I had the, that burning sensation and a little bit of nausea. And just walking to the SkyTrain and carrying my luggage, rolling it to the airport, I was, I was feeling you know, pretty tired. And so we got there. I feel like I went there on a deficit, an energy deficit. And my mom would be like, it's, it's time to go. So I specifically told her, I'm like, I can't, it's 5 a.m. I need my rest. I'm sleeping in or else I'm going to crash. This is going to be bad. I'm going to go backwards back to square one. She's like, no, come on, just come to the parking lot. You don't have to hike up the mountain. Just come with us and just relax there. It'll be good to get out of the house or get out of our Airbnb. I was like, okay, fine. I'm not hiking up the mountain at all. You cannot convince me. So we get there. It's 5:30 AM still dark. And I got my slippers on. I got my shorts on because I know I'm not hiking up the mountain. And my mom, my brother, they take off and they're about a hundred yards away. And I realized she took the key and I'm locked in the car and I don't want to, I don't want to be stuck there for hours and have an alarm when I move. So I get out of the car, close it. And I'm in my slippers. It's very dark, almost pitch black. And I have my cell phone I'm trying to call them no signal trying to text them, no signal. I see their flashlights walking up probably 100 yards away and I start trying to walk really fast to catch up to them, but I'm not fast, I'm not as fast as them. I'm like, I saw myself as a handicap. So I was yelling at them, I'm like, mom, 
Carlo, my brother's name, come back here. I need the keys to the car. And they just ignored me. They kept going. I don't know if, still to this day, I don't know if that was her trick to try to get me go up the mountain or she actually forgot about me or forgot the key, but I'm trying to catch up to them and they're just getting further and further. So they're moving a lot faster than I am. And as I'm hiking up the mountain, I'm feeling these palpitations, not even five minutes in. The palpitations were always the telltale sign that bad things were happening, that I was over pushing myself. I was like, oh man, this is bad. I'm like three or four minutes in and I'm feeling these palpitations. And I continued walking. I was like, screw it. I don't care. If I crash, I'm going to be so mad at my mom and I'm just going to tell my doctor. I'm going to tell my doctor, look what happened. But my doctor also told me, he was like, don't be afraid to go outside your comfort zone because now you know how all of this works. You got your mind's going to play tricks on you. So I kept walking up the mountain and after about 10 minutes and multiple palpitations, it started going away. And as the sun started rising, I felt this new wave of energy and it, I gained this little bit of confidence. I was like, holy cow. I kept hiking, I kept walking, I kept going up the mountain. Within 45 minutes, I was at this beautiful, amazing lookout point. And I just remember looking over the cliff and I was like, I didn't think I could do this. I literally thought that I'd die if I tried hiking up a mountain. Because although I'm out of the hospital and my doctor says I'm in good hands and he reassured me all the time that I was gonna be okay, going up a mountain after being sick, not even a year ago, I had my doubts. But when I saw that sunrise and I felt that warm breeze on my face and I saw the ocean stretch out as far as the eye could see, I just sat there and I was like, I didn't think I could do this, but I did it. And so that was really the turning point. I think that's what skyrocketed my mindset to a whole new level because I knew I was getting better. I knew that I was on the right path to recovery, I didn't know that I could have these leaps of progress. I was just steadily getting better, steadily getting better. And obviously it's not a straight line. I was having adjustment periods and then I'd get better, adjustment periods, increase activity. I didn't know that I had that within me. So I still had that doubt, not even just on that first day of hiking, but even three or four days later, they wanted to take me on more hikes. And I was in the same boat. I was like, mom, I'm not getting out of bed. I cannot. I did one hike, that's all I'm gonna do. I ended up doing a second hike, same scenario. I told her, I don't wanna do it, I'll wait in the car. I end up trying it and I get all this energy and I, I start moving and I start feeling great, I start feeling normal. Did it again the third time, then the fourth time, and the fifth time. That's when I was like, mom, I, I seriously gotta pull it back. And she was like, this is the last hike of the trip, just come with us. And then I was getting mad at her again, throwing my little tantrum, but ended up going up this very steep hike. And again, we watched the sunrise. It was one of the most amazing things ever. And after that trip, that's when I knew. I was like, man, the body and the mind is so much more powerful than we think. Even with reassurance from my doctor, even with all the progress that I had made, I had my doubts, but those doubts were completely crushed after that trip. When I got back, of course, I felt super tired. I rested for about a month. Not that I didn't do anything, but I limited the activity I was doing. Just chilled out a lot more. Spent a lot more time at home hanging out and spending more time sleeping. It's not 
waking up to an alarm, just waking up as a just natural, taking more Epsom salt baths, cool showers. I could talk all day about this. To wrap up this video, my progress was not linear, especially after I got out of the hospital. It didn't just happen overnight. My mindset didn't just go from negative to positive as soon as I started to learn all these things that I'm teach you guys. No, it was a, it was a slow process. And I think the biggest thing is you learn these ideas and you apply them. So you try to do certain things and you try to respond to situations in different ways. And the tricky thing is you're applying these over a longer period of time. For example, let's say you learn how to draw something and you apply it. You could go draw that in the moment and you'll know, you'll get instant feedback if you need to make some changes, if it's the right fit for you, if you, know, you drew it properly. When it comes to recovery, all these things that you're learning need to be applied over longer periods. I'm talking about a couple weeks to a couple months, right? You can't just take something and try it in the moment and expect it to work. No, these things are more long-term, like these frameworks that I teach, the different mindset things, it's things you got to apply constantly and you almost have to internalize them. That's why I tell people to watch as many videos as you can and um, really take it to heart. And I think a lot of people fall into the trap of trying some things that I teach and having it not work after a day or a couple of days or even a week and say that it doesn't work and they go try something else. But progress takes time and do not look at it from a day-to-day -day or a week-to-week -week basis. Look at it from a month-to-month -month basis and you will see results, I guarantee it. If you start focusing on the month-to-month -month versus the day-to-day -day and the week-to-week, -week, guarantee it. So that's all I wanted to share with this video. I just wanted to let you guys know that I'm not perfect. I'm not someone who was able to change his mindset just like that. It was just as hard for me to change my mindset and change my situation than yours. I literally started from the absolute bottom where I couldn't, could not move. Just to paint the picture, you know, when I was in ICU, because I was in ICU for the first month in the hospital, every single day they would give me blood thinners because I wasn't moving. They would inject my stomach with blood thinners. They would give me, I think the most I had was like eight Tylenols in a day. They would give me gravel for the nausea. They would give me folic acid for digestion and they were running me on IVs and I don't even know what else, but I remember there was a bunch of stuff. So if I can get better and I can be patient and apply these things over a long period of time, then you could definitely do it too. And I honestly believe that everybody has it within them to recover. Like I thought I was a lost cause forever. I never thought I was going to get better. In fact, I wrote letters to myself just going over my life again and writing down all the things I was proud of because I never thought I would do them again and I had to accept that. I literally accepted that I wasn't gonna have my life back and I became okay with it until I started you know, learning that recovery was a possibility. And so for you watching this right now, if you're having that mindset that you're never gonna get out of this and you can't see a life past this illness, then you're not crazy. I literally thought the same things and you're not overreacting, you're not being emotional about it, you're not being super emotional about it, or over emotional, this is a normal thing to think about. Just think of the situation you're in. But I want you to look at my situation as an example that you can follow. I didn't do it perfect. I'm, I'm not some guru. I don't know everything about this illness, but what I do know is that you can recover if you internalize some frameworks and concepts about this illness. So if you enjoy this content, make sure to hit that like button, leave a comment down below. I, I read all the comments. 
And make sure you join our private Facebook group, the Community of Thrivers, where I share a lot of content there, just a way for people to, to come together and work towards a, a common goal. Make sure you subscribe, hit that like button, and make sure you hit that notification bell somewhere down here or down here. It'll make sure you get notified every time I post a video and it really helps the channel grow and it'll make sure you don't miss any of the content. Really hope you guys continue your journey to recovery. I am rooting for you, I'm here for you, and I will see you in the next video.